Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily. <laughs> that was a bit fast, wasn't it? Welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. Brushing into February there, wasn't I? Um, it is February. It's beautiful. Done a dog walk, done my yoga with Adrian. I had to go find a video because the month that I did has now gone and I need to work out what to do next because I've got into a good habit there. And a um, very exciting thing happened overnight or in the last 24 hours. So I am on the books of a speaker agency um, called Champions and I got my first booking through them. So that's good. Uh, two bookings, in fact, in June. I can't say any more about it because I've got to sign an agreement. But um, I'm really thrilled because it's the first one that's come to me via an agency. Um, and I think if you go onto their page and look at my profile it suggests people that are similar and there's like Catherine Ryan it's like well yes she would be the A-list and I would be the Z-list on a different list but there you have it somebody wants to book me twice uh what else is going on well let's find out what's happening for people in the village on this first day of February there's some cast iron kitchen scales they're for sale they're not for free all right can someone recommend a cleaner? Don't spring into garden cleanup too soon. Wait until temperatures are consistently above 10 degrees C because butterflies, bees and other pollinators are wintering in dead leaves. So yeah, don't go wild in your garden just yet, although it is positively balmy out there. Uh, does anyone want a free sink? It has been used. Has anyone seen my headphones? Would anyone like a free TV <laughs> and a free cabinet? Hang on. 12 comments, yeah, that, that probably went in 30 seconds. Gone, yes, this has gone, okay. Um, and don't let your dogs chase sheep, sound advice. So where are we up to? Where are we up to on reasons to be cheerful? Well, we're halfway through. And today I'm talking about, what is it? Children, okay, this is a piece called Hey Mama. <laughs> I think it's about things I wish I knew before I had kids. This could be interesting. Before the birth of our first child, I went with my husband to NCT lessons. Let me tell you, I'm just, you know, let's put the book aside for a minute. NCT lessons. Now, we signed up for NCT because it's National Childbirth Trust, for those that don't know. It is antenatal classes for um, people that can afford to pay. So this is not your NHS ones. Sometimes you do like, I think I did an eight week course, others run it over a fun packed full weekend. Um, and it's very different to the ones that you get on the NHS. Let's be honest. Um, this is all couples in our group, I think eight people, everybody was married. Everyone, I think had been to uni except for me and Mr. Kent. Um, and it was very middle class. I don't know how else to put it. All the women worked, actually. All the women, I think, had professional, like, you know, white collar jobs. So did the dads. Um, the lady who was our instructor was very groovy, very groovy. Um, she had six kids. She used to, uh, I think she did attachment parenting, where basically you carry baby everywhere, you feed them. Um, uh, breast milk for as long as they want to do that, which is a little bit controversial in some places. 
don't want your, you know, I always thought when they can talk, when they've got teeth, I mean, for me personally, I didn't want that, didn't want, didn't want the child walking up to me going, get out, mum. Um, and she used to, um, it kind of made, she did make us feel very empowered and said, you know, this is your birth, uh, this is your body's, you know, natural thing to do very very against surgical interventions and what was interesting was in our group of eight I think four of us had to have some form of intervention um, and some of it was pretty barbaric and she didn't really prepare us for that. Uh, my husband only came to two of the sessions because at the second one he came to she made us all in arms you know, a group of 30, 20, or mid-20s to mid-30s made us all link arms and pretend to be uterus contracting away while she floated around in the middle pretending to be the baby. Um, yeah, so I think he decided then he did not want to uh, role play being part of a woman's anatomy and we agreed that it would be for the best if he didn't come to any more of those which meant I had to partner up with the uh instructor <laughs> god <laughs> oh my god um but you know had a good time made friends and that was the key thing for me I didn't know anybody local to me who was about to have a baby so it was fantastic in that regard and we really did support one another in those dark early days of you know being awake in the middle of the night and then just needing somebody to talk to so um it was fantastic F for me fantastic um for my husband not so much <laughs> so uh yeah we did nct um i'll skip some of this uh what we didn't cover here we go and what what we couldn't cover was the experience of motherhood itself which was a good thing because we were already burdened with too many expectations that most of us would fail to live up to and couldn't be fixed by buying a changing bag. I've got a fucking issue with these that says yummy mummy. And I don't know why I find this so triggering would be the word. It makes me angry. And I did a stand up performance one night and I was introduced as a yummy mummy. And I was like, are you fucking joking? Do you know where I grew up? I could fight you in a car park, mate. So, um, yeah, just that whole thing is a complete lie. I mean, that is setting yourself up to fail. Oh, yeah, I just waft about baking cupcakes all the time, being perfect, like a Stepford wife. So, no, uh, I never had one of those bags. I'm glad to have given parenting magazines a wide berth to and have taken the advice of a former manager. Thank you, Amanda who said to me, I don't know if any of you know the Gina Ford book, it's called something like The Contented Baby. And she said to me, Tony, what I recommend is uh, if anyone gives you that book, or if you buy that book, don't read it, just burn it. Because <laughs> I th it, it basically gave the mother no, no point at which to sleep. I think it was, it was regimenting your entire day around at this time, the baby will sleep. At this time, the baby will be fed. Um, I think the best piece of advice I had was from my um, local midwife who came to visit after my daughter had been born. Oh, my God. She'd come and check the baby, come and check my beautiful girl. And then she said to me, she said, I haven't got children. I like dogs. And I went, all right, OK. 
and she said to me, right, hop up on the bed and uh, show me your tail. <laughs> I mean, given the mess that it all was, I possibly had grown a tail in trying to give birth, the amount of straining that went on. But um, she did give me some great advice and that was to get up and get showered and get dressed. She's like, before you see to your baby in the morning, get up, get showered, get dressed. You know, if your baby's in its cot and it's safe, um, even if it's crying for, you know, a feed or something, you need to see to yourself and make sure that you feel like a human. And for me personally, that was amazing advice. Um, so we make it up as we go along. We try to learn from our own mother's successes and mistakes and we cross our fingers that we're doing a good job. So here was what I had discovered in the first, I guess, five, six years of parenting. Let's see what I had to discover. Children rearrange your life, your priorities and your body. Absolutely. Because of having kids that I uh, left corporate life, um, definitely changed my body, definitely changed my priorities. I realise now, if I think about lots of the choices that I make, um, it is about me being a good parent. That's a big, big deal to me. Whether my kids agree with that or not is, you know, is beside the point. Um, no outfit is made better by the addition of poo, sick or bogeys. My daughter once did a projectile poo on my friend's carpet. You know, when they're really small and it's sort of green and on the bottom of my bootleg jeans. So it's, you know, this is how long ago it was. She's nearly 16 um, and they were quite a light denim and it did leave a big green stain. There's nothing quite like having a belly laugh with a five-year-old at the dinner table. That is true. Um, sometimes if I'm feeling really flat, I'll look at YouTube videos of babies laughing. Um, I'm glad, I am glad that I partied hard, travelled far and established my career first. And given my kind of experiences of growing up with no money um, and some really, you know, tough things going on, I had kind of made myself a promise that I was not going to be poor. And it, it sounds maybe glib, I don't know. But for me, I realised that every challenge that life can throw at you is made worse by being financially insecure. So I'm really glad that I built my career first um, and travelled. And I envy people that travelled with their babies. I know a couple that did that. I just like so much respect for them. I thought, oh, yeah. Like we got a, our daughter a passport when she was two months old. <laughs> she, was like, she, she was such a serious looking baby. We never used it. We never used it. I think we went abroad when she was about six. Um, old ladies really do stop you in the street to coo over the contents of your pram. It's true. And now I must be one of those old ladies because I do think sometimes if I see someone with a with a baby. I would never stop them in the street because I'm not that old yet. But um, yeah, I do think, oh, it's nice. My friend, when she went back home to Durham, they were proper old school where people would press a silver coin into the baby's palm for luck. Mm. Seeing your husband being a great dad is an incredibly attractive thing. Well, of course it is. That's why we had another child. <laughs> Babies really do say nom 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 when being fed. Yep. Sleep is the holy grail. Oh my god. I mean, there is not sleeping because you've been to a rave, and then there is not getting a solid night's sleep for a year. And there were times when I 
almost a little bit hallucinated where you feel trippy. Um, having had experience of acid, I can tell you when you haven't slept, there are moments that are quite similar to being on a trip. Uh, I wish I could bottle up the greeting the children get from their grandma. Oh my God, when my kids were small and even today, but especially when they were small and my in-laws used to look after them. They used to look after my daughter twice a week. And then I think when we had our son, they might have had them both one day a week, something like that. Anyway, she used to open the door and just the, oh, put her arms out and the way she said their names and... It makes me quite emotional to think about it because that is what you want for your kids to have that experience of grandparents. The children might not understand the concept of today and tomorrow. You'll have heard that yesterday. Is today tomorrow? But they completely get love. I heard a fantastic conversation on the playground where some of the children were discussing how marriage can be between men, women or a man and a woman as long as they love each other. It made my heart glad. And that is something that I've loved watching my kids grow up, which wasn't there so much it was a different conversation i guess when i was growing up but from the earliest stage there has been no doubt in their minds that it is love is love it doesn't matter you be in love with who you want to be in love with the only prejudices that they hold are the ones that we put there mm, well until they start school maybe certainly i mean the stuff that i don't know the stuff that gets talked about at secondary school i guess though it still comes from parents ultimately so yeah Watching the baked potato song together as a means to revisit your teenage love of Vic and Bob whilst entertaining children will turn it into a family song. If you haven't seen um, Matt Lucas, who my son used to get confused with George Lucas, did, did the baked potato man write Star Wars? No. Um, yeah, go and check out Matt Lucas doing the baked potato song. It's brilliant. There's loads more, I'm sure, but I think that will do for starters. Oh, except for one thing, how beautiful they look when they're asleep. Oh, they do. They do. They still do. And it is, even as teenagers, if, I mean, on a rare occasion, I might see them sleeping. It is a truly beautiful thing. Oh, I feel glad now. I had a little think about how nice it was when the kids were small. Um, so that's us done. First day of February in the bag. I hope that you have a moment to maybe reminisce. Um, I'd love to hear your NCT horror stories. And um, if you're enjoying the podcast, please give it a share. Share it with someone you think will appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Thank you for supporting <laughs> my daily practice of being creative. I love you. And I'll be back tomorrow.